Hello, everyone. Welcome to Eternity, where love never fails. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. This is the Eternity Bible Study Podcast, where we walk through the Bible together every weekday, Monday through Friday. We're podcasting from here in the United States and in Zambia with a goal to share our thoughts and encourage one another as we read God's Word together verse by verse. My co-host in Zambia, Matali and I, are both listening to Through the Bible Podcast and then sharing our thoughts and encouragement with you. From America to Africa and everywhere else, God is in control. As always, our attribution goes to Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee. So if you've ever wanted to try to read the Bible every day, we hope you can join us. We're regular people just like you, trying to learn more about God and walk in step with His Holy Spirit. So if you have your Bible, feel free to read along. And if not, no problem. We'll try to put it all together for you. So let's get started. Hello, everyone. We're in Matthew chapter 17 today. Uh, we're getting ready to get started uh, of an amazing uh, event called the Transfiguration. This is when Jesus is transfigured before him and uh, he appeared to them in his in his glory. It's kind of like a, a miniature version of um, what heaven's going to be like. And so we go back to chapter 16, verse 28 where Jesus says, Truly I say to you, there are some standing here who will not taste death until they see the Son of Man coming in His kingdom. And McGee teaches that that verse 28 really should be part of chapter 17, because chapter 17 is talking about when they see the Son of Man coming in His kingdom. So chapter 17, verse 1, And after six days Jesus took with Him Peter, James, and John his brother, and led them up a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became white as light. And behold, there appeared to them Moses and Elijah talking with him. Now that must have been amazing, huh? It's like a reminder of the glory that he had before he became a man. So McGee teaches it's more about our reassurance that we know of Jesus as a man because he is in human form, but he shows them his form before he becomes a man and the form that he has in his glory, you know, when he will go to heaven. So this must have been just awesome to see. And he's got Moses and Elijah talking with him. And then Peter, verse 4, said to um, Jesus, Lord, it is good that we are here. If you wish, I could make three tents here, one for you and one for Moses and one for Elijah. He was still speaking when, boom, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed shadowed them and a voice from the cloud said, This is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. Pleased. Listen to him. Okay. McGee teaches that Peter never misses an opportunity to put his foot in his mouth or say the wrong thing at the wrong time. Peter was sort of concentrating on himself or how he could, you know, do something to be maybe rewarded here. Uh, and, you know, the voice of God corrects him. When the disciples heard this, <clears throat> they fell on their faces and were terrified. 
Okay, it's the only proper response to Jesus in his glory. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, Rise and have no fear. And they were lifted, and when they lifted up their eyes, they saw no one but Jesus only. McGee says that's a really good motto to live by. Just those two words, Jesus only. Wouldn't it be great if we could keep our eyes always on Jesus only? Verse 9, And they, as they were coming down from the mountain, Jesus commanded them, <clears throat> Tell no one the vision until the Son of Man is raised from the dead. Again, he's talking about him being raised again. You know, he's giving them all this input here. They probably still don't understand it. And this, the verse 10, And the disciples ask him, Then why did the scribes say that first Elijah must come? He answered, Elijah does come, and he will restore all things. But I tell you that Elijah has already come, and they did not recognize him. But did he in whatever they pleased? So the Son of Man will certainly suffer at their hands. Then the disciples understood he was speaking to them of John the Baptist. He's talking about the fulfillment of the prophecy in Malachi. Malachi predicts that John the Baptist would come. And so um, he's talking about a fulfillment of of prophecy. Um, And it was John the Baptist that fulfilled Malachi's prophecy. So Elijah did come, and then a prophet like Elijah in John the Baptist fulfilled the um, prophecy in Malachi. So he was speaking in reference to, to John the Baptist. He's not saying that John the Baptist was Elijah. He was saying John the Baptist fulfilled the prophecy um, in Malachi. Verse 14, And when they came to a crowd, a man came up to him and kneeling before him said, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he's an epileptic and suffers terribly. He often falls into the fire and often the <clears throat> into the water. And I brought him to your disciples and They could not heal him. And Jesus answered, O faithless and twisted generation, how long am I to be with you? How long am I to bear with you? Bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon, and it came out of him, and the boy was healed instantly. So Jesus is kind of lamenting that the disciples had such little faith. And so then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, Why could we not cast it out? Verse 20. And he said to them, Because of your little faith. For truly I say to you, if you have faith like a grain of mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, Move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. Jesus is talking about faith. You've got to have faith. Verse 22, and they were gathering in Gal- and as the, as they were gathering in Galilee Jesus said to them the son of man is about to be delivered into the hands of men and they will kill him and he will be raised on the third day and they were greatly distressed again i think this is the third time he's talking about his death and resurrection once again he's prophesying his own death there's no other prophet that can do it Not even John the Baptist could prophesy that. But it shows you Jesus was in control the whole time when he was on the cross. 
Verse 24, When they came to Capernaum, the collectors of the two drachma attacks went up to Peter and said, Does your teacher not pay the tax? Now this drachma tax is sort of uh, an annual census, and uh, each person over the age of 20 was to give a half a shekel offering for the support of the tabernacle. So it's kind of a tabernacle te- uh, tax, according to my study Bible. And then, um, so these are the religious tax collectors coming over to Peter. And so they, they didn't approach Jesus, they kind of approached Peter. And he said, yes. And when he came into the house, Jesus spoke to him first saying, <clears throat> What do you think, Simon? From whom do the kings of the earth take toll or tax? From their sons or from others? And when he said, from others, Jesus said to him, then the sons are free. So in other words, if God is like the king of this temple, of this tabernacle, do you think he's going to tax his own sons? Or others, And of course, they're going to say he's not going to tax his own sons. And Jesus is making the point that because of his death on the cross, we're all going to be sons of God. And we're the Old Testament tax is not going to have to be applied. But he's saying, you don't have to worry. However, verse 27, not to give offense to them. OK, we'll pay a tax even though we don't need to pay a tax. Go to the sea and cast a hook and take the first fish that comes up, and when you open its mouth, you will find a shekel. Take that and give it to them for me and for yourself. Okay? So Jesus has the exact payment in the mouth of a fish. He's sovereign over that, even that too. Somebody threw it in a while back. The fish ate it up, and Jesus is sovereign over that. So we're going to stop here. Jesus has been been predicting and foreseeing his death and resurrection. And we see what the aftermath of this resurrection is going to be, this transfiguration that we see. So we'll stop here. And I'm not sure if Matali is recording today. If not, I'm sure she'll be back. And um, for me to all of you, God bless you as always. Keep your heart centered on Christ. And we'll see you back here tomorrow on Friday as we take on Matthew chapter 18. Take care and we'll see you tomorrow.